0: hello hello charmers hey there charmers welcome into another episode of Ms. charm school podcast i'm your host sunday eli and i thank you so much for joining me today and if this is your first time welcome in you already well you don't know the deal so come on in take your shoes off kick off your shoes and relax your feet okay come on in get you something real sexy you know I love my infused waters today I'm having cucumber blueberry strawberry infused water today mm, so tasty but grab whatever you can make it real sexy if it's wine when you're listening to this if it's you know regular water whatever stay hydrated okay that's the point of why I say that it's just to encourage you to stay hydrated it's so important but come on in come on in come on in welcome 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 And for those of you who are listening for the first time and those of you who are returning, welcome back. But those of you who are listening for the first time, Miss Charm School podcast is for women in transition, modern women who are manifesting their life that are also in transition. So girlfriends that are now fiancés, fiancés that are planning to be wives and wives that are in the first one to five years of their marriage. You are welcome here. And I know there's a little spillover. There's some that are older than that, that have been married much longer that are listening. And there are those of you who are nowhere near being engaged that are listening as well. And so you're welcome here. You're welcome here. You're welcome here. Thank you for joining me. And for those of you that are coming back, thank you so much for liking, sharing, and subscribing to this podcast. I appreciate you more than you know. Thank you for talking about it with your girlies, with your moms, with mom figures, uh, with your dudes. (laughs) And I just really appreciate you guys. I want you to know love you so much. And thank you for sharing this message with others. So today, without further ado, we are getting into the topic of unconditional respect, Yes, not unconditional love, unconditional respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, right? Unconditional respect. And this was a tough one for me. I actually have literally tried to record this a couple of times and um, it was on my heart to redo it again to provide a level of more rawness and more transparency with you. And so I'm excited to get into this. I'm excited for however I'm going to be led to speak to you. Um, it's not really me. It's God in me speaking through me to you. And I just, I'm grateful for divine truth that's going forth in this moment and excited for you to take away whatever gems, even when I listen back to these audios, I take away gems myself. I'll be like, what? I said, what? <laughs> and um, that's the beautiful thing about this podcast, but I always have shared since the beginning that I want this podcast to be divine truth because divine truth will always stand. I want these these episodes to be episodes that people can come back to five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and the truth is still potent and strong and relevant and powerful. And the only way that that can happen is if it's a God truth. That's the only way it can happen is if it's truly divine truth. It's something that's beyond the natural. It's something that's supernatural that's being pulled down from another realm and going forth in this moment. So I'm so grateful to be used and I'm happy that you're here. Yay. I don't think it's by mistake. Okay. This is a divine moment and opportunity. You Even existing and breathing right now is something miraculous that the sperm and the egg made it, you know, past all the stuff to actually ignite and grow and develop and no sickness, no disease, all this, you know, just everything for you to even come into the realm of existing is literally a miracle. And so for you. Miracle you and miracle me to be here in this moment on this podcast is not by mistake, it is divine appointment, and I take that very seriously, so thank you. All right, unconditional respect, okay, so this all got started because I, um, where I currently work, I was doing an assignment, doing some marketing stuff, and it was the month of February, and I ended up Googling all these different books and one of the books I ended up Googling was Love and Respect and Love and Respect by Dr. Emerson Egridge, E-G-G-R-I-C-H-S, I I think, Egridge, something like that, but it's called Love and Respect and when I read the description of the book, I immediately was like, oh my god, I have to go buy this thing. And this book, let me tell you guys, has kicked my blankety-blank, okay? It's totally kicked my ASS. And I have, I, I just, I swear by this book now, and I really encourage any of you who want to know how to be better wives, want to know how to love your husband in a way that he can, like, through his filter of manliness... And uh, for wives that also want to encourage their husbands to show them a greater capacity of love, I highly recommend the book Love and Respect. To me, it's a game changer. It completely changed my life. The bottom line with the book is um, I've been doing it wrong, y'all. I've been doing it wrong. And it's funny because God has brought people in my life, men in my life right now who are to me overly complicated unnecessarily (laughs) and they feel like they probably feel like I'm overly complicated unnecessarily but I have been like I'll just tell you about one person that I'm like very enamored with and I'm sweet on him and um have very strong feelings and affections for him and we just for whatever reason have been not seeing eye to eye on different things and of course when I talk to my girlfriends it's always well duh yeah do this do that or you know no girl you don't need that because we as women sort of speak the same language and even for you're you're probably like me where I consider myself very level-headed and I've and I also I often do see the side of men often And I'm usually the friend that people don't want to call because I'll be like, well, sis, did you consider this? Or maybe most people call me because they do want to have that outside perspective. But mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. these past situations, most of the people that I converse with have been like, no, cut it out. You don't need that in your life. You're worth more than that. And I realized that in reading this book, there is a higher truth that is very counter to culture. Modern women today and the modern culture that we have is extremely contradictory to high truth. And this is what has really kicked my ASS, okay? And I'm going to just, I guess I'll start by talking about culture. So we have a culture today that's like, go get it, sis. Go get all the degrees. Look, I got them, okay? Bachelor's, master's. Um, be empowered, um, you know, don't forsake your career for a man, um, you know, have a plan, have your own, have your own bank account, have your own money, um, be self-sufficient. Don't let your world revolve around what someone else can do for you. Be able to take care of yourself and provide for yourself. And I've even attracted several men into my life that encourage that about me, you know, my just I can think about different examples where I've tried to say like, hey, well, maybe I'll sacrifice this for our relationship. And I've had men literally look me in the face and say, no, I don't want to stand in between you and your job or whatever. And then later on, come back and be like, well, I never wanted you to do that anyway. Like, I wish you would have just stayed or whatever. And I've often chosen career advancement, title, position, money Um, upward mobility I've often chosen that before my relationship and that's how I always saw it I always saw like I'm choosing this for me and whatever is for me is for me and if me and this person don't work out then that means it wasn't for me but the painful reality that I've learned is that over the years in the past when I've made those decisions I ended up hurting me because I ended up fully being happy with my, quote unquote, career choices and career advancement. But then once I got there and I achieved it and I had the success that I was going after, it was not without cost. It cost me something. It cost me what was the love, you know, that I had invested so heavily in at the time. And I don't think that we are real enough with ourselves about that as modern women. Some women are, but if you're anything like me, you know, career, forward, advancement, all that stuff is so important. And one thing that I really appreciated about the world shutdown was that God really sent people home. And home is one of the areas that many people have massively overlooked, not just men, but even, I can speak for myself, I as a woman massively overlooked home. I always was pursuing career. You know, there was somewhere I had to go there, just whatever there is, like I had to get there, whatever there meant to me at the time, I had to get there. And I was pursuing there at all cost. And I was getting applauded for it. And I was receiving a certain level of praise and, and recognition for it. Um, but deep down, all of those choices came at a sacrifice of love 1000%. And I've had good relationships or great relationships that turned into like, on life support relationships, because of the choices that I made. And whether I wanted to admit them to myself or not, it hurt. At the time, I wasn't willing to admit that to myself. I wasn't, you know, because I, I was doing what I'm supposed to be doing, right? Like I'm going after these great accolades. I'm knowing myself, finding myself, pursuing what made me happy until I realized one day what also makes me happy is having my partner, is having my husband, is having a family having a legacy. And oftentimes I think that in our culture today, there is a tendency for women to put on a very strong masculine energy. And within that masculine, beautiful, I can throw on some lashes and some makeup. I got all the curves that show you I'm a woman, but I've put on in the past, I've put on so much masculine energy and I made decisions out of a masculine energy that was out of alignment of the true nature of the woman that I am, which is a woman in her feminine and a woman in her feminine is a nurturer. And to swim upstream constantly for career advancement, to go out and be a conqueror, to go out and to have conquest, which are all attributes of the masculine. It's not that I'm, I'm not capable of doing it. I'm totally capable of doing it and have done it for many years, but it it was out of alignment of the being the true nurturer that I am. And so when the world shut down and everyone was sent home, I was restless. (laughs) I was so restless with being at home, but it was the best thing for me because it sparked something within me where I started to realize and appreciate and value home in a way that I just, I did, I just didn't, I didn't have it before. I I never looked at it like that before. And I started to really value cooking a meal for yourself, calling and checking on your family, being there for your family. Um, Towards the end of the shutdown, you know, my mom had got diagnosed with colon cancer and I flew home to be with her. Um, The next year, the world opened up, but it was still, you know, kind of like risque And the summer, so that was in December of the shutdown year. By the summer of the next year, my father was diagnosed with pancreas cancer and I was home with him for six months. And so I would have never even considered coming home if it hadn't been for the world shutdown that made me realize that all you really have in this life is your family. All you really have in this life is the relationships with people that you take the time to invest in that are quite frankly unbreakable and even when you like some people feel like oh my friends are my family Mm-mm. the shutdown year even taught me that someone sometimes your closest friends can end up not being in your life anymore and the people that you maybe made all these life decisions around you wake up one day and they're not there Um, And so it just gave me a whole new perspective and a whole new value on home and family and legacy and a marriage and your kids and the truly unshakable things in this life. A career, you can always go get a new job. You can always, you know, and I, I had made my career everything. I had made my goals everything and I had been so tenacious about achieving them. Um, but I learned that that was not my true nature, and it's it's still even hard to say that, but my true nature is that I'm a nurturer. My true nature when I peel back all the layers, and I still have a lot of boss energy, okay, but underneath all of that boss energy is the desire to completely love a family, to life, to abundance, to health. Um, I'm at a place now where I really want to like love on my husband's dream and give my life force energy to help his dream grow to the next level. Again, I believe a woman is a multiplier and she's an incubator. So even if she's not incubating the actual physical seed of a man, she can incubate his dreams, his seed of his dreams his desires, she's a part of that process. I think that's even why when like people like Bill Gates or whatever, or um, Bezos file for divorce, their wives have, it's not just because they didn't sign a prenup, their wives have access to all of what they built, because their wife is an incubator. They didn't create that stuff without their wife. Like I know hip hop culture was like, she wasn't with you shooting in the gym, okay, but she was the one that you were coming home to and building you up and encouraging you and believing in you. She was the incubator of your dream. so maybe she didn't put in the physical the same amount of physical labor as you, but she's every every bit of a part of the success of who you are. And that's the same for a, a, a mother, a great mother and her children as well. And so I have that deep-seated nature to want to do those things and gift those things to my life partner and to my family. And so back to this unconditional respect. So when I cracked open this book, Love and Respect, he really anchors the book on two very simple scriptures. And one of them is um, Ephesians chapter 5, verses like 20 through 33. But the one I'm going to focus on for this episode is Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22, that says, Wives, submit to your husbands as you do the Lord. And for those of us who've been in the church a long time, we've heard it, we know it, okay, we kind of skip skip past it, like, okay, yeah, that submission thing, whatever. And I've always looked at submission as you know i submit my will to you but i have the ability to choose which man i want to submit my will to and that's the empowering part of it that i have the ability to choose who's the who's which man and his vision and his leadership do i want to submit to and i've also always seen submission as kind of seductive like you got us and i selected you because i believe that you are the kind of man that's that that got us and I'm going to take off the layers of trying to be a warrior, which is not my true nature anyway. And I'm going to relax in the feminine and be a nurturer, which is my true nature. And I submit my efforting to go out and, and conquer the world because you got us. That's how I've always seen that. And so I've never really had a problem with submission. But boy, oh boy, okay. This book took it to a whole nother level. And really challenge wives to respect their husbands, irregardless of their husbands' good behavior, bad behavior, but to respect their husbands unconditionally. Now, this is not your boyfriend, right? This is your husband. This is someone you've already said, okay, I like this man, he's a good man, and I choose him. And then we got married, and now the Bible asked me to submit to him. But it says, even when you have challenges in your relationship, to show that man unconditional respect irregardless of whether he deserves it in that moment or not you show him unconditional respect as an obedience to God Woo, that was kicking my butt and then if that wasn't enough that's already a lot to chew on but the part that was really challenging for me just keeping it all the way 100 with you is in the beginning of the book he really breaks down something he calls a crazy cycle and he says that when a woman feels unloved she naturally reacts in ways that are disrespectful to her partner and when a man feels disrespected he naturally acts in ways that are unloving to his wife and when he feels disrespected he withdraws he goes quiet The book actually uses the term stonewalls, that he stonewalls his wife. He goes quiet on her. He goes silent on her. Sometimes he gets up and walks out the room. He doesn't want to talk about it anymore. And um, one of the examples that's coming to mind right now of how moments when a husband feels disrespected, and he just says, literally, it's because women are seeing it one way and men are seeing it another way. But one of the examples that he uses is... When a wife feels like, okay, something's off. And so she goes to her husband and she says, hey, um, you know, I really didn't like when you said this to me the other day, sort of hurt my feelings. And, you know, maybe next time you could say it like this. The man in that moment, according to this book, hears that as contempt. He hears her criticism as you don't like me as a man and I can't do anything right for you. And to make it worse is if he's actually a successful man, which I know you married a successful man, sis, okay? Because that's the, anyways, let me not be rude. I was going to say that's the man worth marrying, but I said it anyways, just ignore me, okay? Um, You married a man that you respect, that is a warrior, that is a provider and a protector. That's what I mean, right? Like you married an honorable man. And so when you go to him in those moments, you're looking to have a heart-to-heart communication. You're looking to just openly communicate with him. Hey, baby, this is what's going on for me. Unfortunately, because of how he's wired, he, see- he sees that as you not liking something about him character-wise or that he's not doing something correct. And if he's a successful man in business, when he leaves the house, he will often take that as well, all these other people out here respect me, but when I come home or when I, you know, I can't seem to get it right with my wife, like my wife doesn't think I like her or my wife feels like I'm not loving her or my wife, there's just some type of complaint. And that comes across to him as contempt that that he's doing something wrong. And I've been there. How many of you guys have been there? I've totally been there more times than I like to admit and I always feel like damn you know that's not the message I want to send. I'm just trying to communicate with you because I want things to be better between the two of us and so when I was reading that section it was a massive aha moment and It specifically breaks down that that's the way he's hearing it. Even though that's not your intention, he's hearing it as disrespect. And most men would never even have the courage to use the word disrespect because it's not popular in culture for them to be walking around talking about, oh, you disrespecting me. They're not going to say it. (laughs) Not a good, not, not a man who really loves you and really cares about you. I don't think he's going to ever tell you like, nah, you disrespecting me. You know, no, typically he's not but that's how he's feeling. And so the book really helps to explain this and also, you know, gives voice to the the wives and says, when she's doing that, she's looking to get close to you. She's looking to just communicate about something that's on her heart and on her mind. She's not looking to push you away. But unfortunately, when those moments happen and how many of us have been there, it ends up for whatever reason he hears it as a, a a form of rejection. And so when I read that book, I mean when I read that part of the book, that was the biggest like oh my god, this is so true because I've just been there so many times. And so what it helps me what it helped me understand is that Men, he uses the term, have blue hearing aids and blue sunglasses, and women have pink hearing aids and pink sunglasses. And we're often communicating, even maybe saying the same words one to another, but we're not communicating in a way that the the other person is understanding. And so, again, I highly encourage you to get the book. But the point is, is that he really challenges wives. And it's not just about wives. The book also has a whole section on how husbands can better love their wives and show their wives unconditional love, which is what the Bible asks husbands to do, is to love your wife like Christ loved the church. But the scripture in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 says for wives to respect your husbands as unto the Lord or submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. And so um, the author goes on to say that when she feels unloved, it's like stepping on her oxygen tank and she can't breathe. And oftentimes when she's coming to you saying like, hey, baby, can we do it like this? She's often saying like, hey, I need you to love me better. I feel unloved. And I'm bringing this to your attention because I want to fix that. And when he gets up and walks out the room, she's like, screeches gasping for air like oh my god I'm feeling so unloved right now or if he stops talking to me or stops texting me or pushes me away oh my god I'm gasping for air because I'm feeling massively unloved I'm feeling rejected by you and for husbands it's when you bring this up to me and it makes me feel like I'm less than or it makes me feel like I'm not doing it right that makes me feel disrespected and I'm now gasping for air because I'm wired in a way where I'm created by God with the need to feel that adoration of respect from you. Woo, that's a mouthful right there. And so I have really been walking through the fire because I can tell you two things. One, I started showing, uncond- I made a decision I would show the men in my life unconditional respect after completing this book. I started showing unconditional respect to the man that I'm sweet on, okay? And his response has been so wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And it says that when you make, whoever's the mature one in the relationship, if it's the man, then he should step up and make the decision to show unconditional love to his spouse. If it's you, the female, then you step up and make a decision to show unconditional respect to your husband. And it says that when you do that, and it may take time, It may take, you know, there's testimonies of some wives that, you know, were saying like it took years. Their husband had to show them unconditional love for years before they warmed up to it and started to trust, you know, so it can take time. But you when you're in a marriage, is it not worth it? Is your marriage not worth it? Yes, I believe it's absolutely worth it. So I just decided to show it to this guy. Unconditional respect. Fine. And the Holy Spirit has been kicking my butt about it, okay? Every time I tell myself I'm a throw in the towel, I don't want to do it anymore. I've literally heard like 50,000 sermons, okay, that have been like, what did God say? Be obedient. What did God say? Be obedient. And so I'm like, fine, <laughs> I will continue to show him unconditional respect, even though I've been stonewalled, even though I've been, some nasty things have been said to me, even though I've been shown massively that I don't love you and I don't care about you I don't believe that's the case but if I was to look at their actions to me I would totally feel like middle finger and if I was to tell any of my girlfriends or even my family members that are women they would also say middle finger but I have been constantly challenged to show this person unconditional respect and so when I tell you that it's a challenge I'm not lying to you it's a challenge. And as I've been practicing it, I understand how this is so contrary to our current culture. Our current culture says if you treat me in a way that I don't like, middle finger, bye. See you later. There's more fish in the sea. And maybe that's why so many, di- there's been such a strong prevalence of divorce because people are missing this piece they're missing this piece. And if men are wired this way, you know, even if culture tells them, oh, you know, support women, be a feminist, blah, 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 you know, that's all great. woohoo! But underneath all of the cultural labels that we put on and all of the things that we do to assimilate the deep innate wiring of a man is to feel respected by his spouse, just like the deep innate wiring of you is to feel loved by your husband. You want to know like you're the only woman that he looks at, that he cares for you, that he will protect you and provide for you. You want to have one-on-one time with him. You want to talk with him. You want to feel close to him. You want him to open up to you and share things with you. All those things that help you bond to him. And I'm not saying he doesn't need love. He definitely needs love. I believe all humans need love. But another way, like his love language, let's say it in that form, his love language is also respect. He has a deep need to conquest. And there's a whole acronym in the book. Get the book. You'll read it. You'll understand. But he has a whole need for conquest. He has a need to go out into the world and conquer things, whether that's business, whether that's fishing, whether that's working out like he has a need to conquer things. He has a need for hierarchy. He has a need for authority, respect in authority. He has a need for you to value his insights, his wisdom when he presents a perspective to you that you actually listen to him and that you take his feedback into consideration he has a need for you to look at him with eyes of admiration he has a need for shoulder to shoulder relationship which is another acronym in the book that sometimes he just wants you to sit next to him on the couch and don't say anything while he rubs your feet and you guys watch a movie together he don't want to maybe know about Tracy at work and the drama you know he may be quiet while you listen while you, you talk about it because he loves you right but The thing that makes him really bond to you is like when y'all just sit next to each other, even if you're not saying anything, just being there, being in his presence, you know, sitting shoulder to shoulder with him. And then he also has a need to feel your sensuality and your sexuality. And we know, well, let me just say what I was going to say. We know that, ladies, okay? He wants to feel your softness and your sensuality and he wants to feel you open up to him. He doesn't want to feel you restricting him because he hasn't been loving to you all day. He, he didn't text you good morning. He didn't tell you when he got to work, right? And so it's a powerful, powerful lesson. And I've been very much so challenged to show the men in my life unconditional respect. And I can tell you that it's been great positive responses when I've decided to do this. But it's been a battle because the moment something happens that comes across as unloving, I have this deep, deep attitude, you know, and I, and the thing is, I'm not a, I'm talkative on this podcast, but I'm not like a, you know, cursing a man out type of woman. No, no, no. And I know how to like hold my peace in somebody's presence. And I talk very low when I talk to my man and like, you know, I, I have a whole like sweet demeanor And that's purposeful. And I've practiced being that way for many years. So it is a part of my character now. But this unconditional respect, sis, (laughs) has really kicked my butt. Because to be in their presence or to communicate with them when I feel like, why did you do that? That doesn't feel loving at all to me. It feels like you really don't care. And I I feel that you do deep down, but I'm struggling to see that you care because look at your actions. And to, regardless of how I feel, override it to say, nope, I'm still going to show you unconditional respect has really been a challenge. And that's a, that's a nice, that's like... Challenge is not even a big enough word. It's been hard as hell. It's been hard as hell because I get in funky moods. I decide, well, I'm not going to call you today. Nope. I don't want to see you. Nope. You know, I go through this roller coaster of a hurricane of like, dang, I really like you, but I can't stand you treating me like this and it's been a challenge and it's a challenge on top of that when you're dealing with someone when you know like you've experienced how loving they can be towards you and for whatever reason they're not doing it right now and it's like (laughs) hello um but anyways the point of this and I'm getting ready to wrap up is I want to challenge you to lean into unconditional respect if there are men in your life that you love and you cherish I want to challenge you to, one, get the book Love and Respect. Two, show that man in your life unconditional respect, even when you feel like they don't deserve it. And show him unconditional respect, irregardless of whether you feel like he deserves it or not. Show him unconditional respect because it's a promise in God's word because God asked you to. And if God has asked us to do something, His word is not going to fail. There's a scripture that says heaven and earth will pass away before God's word fails. God's word is divine truth. It's the highest form of truth. It's the highest form of wisdom. It will never not be relevant. It will never, ever fail. It will never fail. And so if you actually decide to show the men in your life unconditional respect, they will respond in loving ways. And that's the promise in the book is that you can win over the men in your life showing them unconditional respect because when you do that he will naturally respond to you in ways that are loving and so I want to encourage you if you're going through a tough time in your marriage or your relationship show unconditional respect and please join me in this campaign of putting on unconditional respect as like the full armor of being a wife put on unconditional respect as your true nature do it so often like swallow it od on unconditional respect to the point that it becomes natural to to the point that people know you by the unconditional respect that you show your your husband that your children grow up in a household where their mother showed their husband their their dad unconditional respect where your husband brags about you in public spaces because he feels like his wife shows him unconditional respect. And he may never use those words, but he'll brag on you like, I got the best wife in the world because his love language is through the lens of unconditional respect. So the way that we try to love them, like, oh baby, I love you, I love you, I love you. Okay, cool. Like the book even says that he will counsel couples that are ready for divorce. And he'll ask, the husband's like, well, does your wife love you? And the husband was like, yeah, she loves me, but she doesn't like me. Like, he knows that you love him, but if he goes years, months without this respect piece, the sensuality, your feminine softness, your sex, blah, 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 you know, feeling like you respect him, that you admire him, that you respect his wisdom and his insight, that you're listening to him. Like if he goes without those things for extended periods of time, you're stepping on his oxygen tank. And that's how things start to break down. And so if you're called to this and you made it to this point in the audio, (laughs) join me in the challenge. It's a challenge for sure because it's counter culture. It's counter to the current culture. But join me in showing your man unconditional respect. I hope that y'all make babies because of it, okay? And um, I just, I know that God is going to do something miraculous. And just imagine if like millions of women got this, we would have better marriages, we would have better families. And that's what it's really all about. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. It's Miss Charm School podcast showing unconditional respect. I'll talk to you guys later.